and the road fills up with water and very no, quickly nobody can get through and so they said that this recently happened Welcome back to Addicted to Trails, where we talk about all things hiking, camping, and outdoor adventures. I'm your host, Alexis. And I'm Erica. I remember very little, and I don't know how to pronounce anything. And today we're going to be talking about Swaharo National Park. But first, should we talk about our week? Yes, let's get into it. So how was your week? What happened? Um, We installed a new toilet. Got ourselves a new John. Yeah. gift that keeps on giving, Clark. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't, I didn't expect to be talking about toilets on the podcast, but here we are. Our guest toilet broke. Yeah, it was a little janky. And it was going to be expensive slash annoying to fix. So we well, just. Well, not expensive. It would just need a part or two, but it's like, what's the point if it's crap already and yeah. you just need a new part while you spend a little bit more and just get a new one yeah and we didn't want to pay a plumber to come and do it Heck no pay five hundred dollars for them to install a toilet so we just figured out how to do it on our own we only flooded the bathroom once i think that's pretty impressive i i want to say I'm gonna that's blame you. pretty common i think when you go in and get a new john that it's gonna flood but it, it was your fault it was not my fault yeah you didn't no, turn the water off it was tiktok's fault yeah <laughs> <laughs> Don't don't watch videos on TikTok. Go to YouTube. Watch, watch a full video on there. TikTok is like a, a five second clip of this is how you do it. Like, no, don't listen to a hill jack on TikTok. Well, do listen to a hill jack. Not for how to install a toilet. No, it's just one minor thing, but it got fixed. Thankfully. Yeah, we put it in. Just needed to turn off the water all the way. I was not even in charge of that that part of the process, so that is 100% your fault. Thanks. Yeah. So what else <laughs> happened this week besides fixing a toilet? You tell me, you know. <laughs> the whole point of me is I don't remember anything, and you're asking me what I did. That's true. It was your birthday. Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, I had a lot of fun. It was a little chilly here. I, I said we should have gone to Florida. It again. has been so cold here. It's freezing outside. Yeah. Okay. So freezing. We should define that because we moved from Indiana. So they're getting it's blizzards not as right cold now. Here. But when this comes out, it's probably gonna be over with. Okay. But this is cold for Tennessee because we've. This is our second winter living here in Tennessee, and the first winter was 60s 70s it was average their average winter here. This is a yeah. This is abnormally cold winter. Even though we right. haven't gotten any snow, we. We don't really get it's any just snow, cold. but yeah, it's just cold. And why don't we get snow, Alexis? Oh my gosh, I just learned this from thanks to you. So and Google, I, yeah. So I Erica Googled this because it was something I was curious about. Why specifically, like the Knoxville area? Why we don't get any snow? And it's because of something called the horseshoe effect. Because there are mountains surrounding us on three sides, protecting us from getting any real precipitation. Every, yeah, everything is hitting the mountains before it even gets to us in the valley. Yep, so the Smoky Mountains and the Cumberland Mountains are getting dumped with snow, but not us. Isn't that really cool? And it's really, I think it's a cute name. So it's rare that we get any snow. Last year, we got a half an inch on Christmas Day, but it melted the next day. Mm -hmm. So anyway, all that to say, (laughs) it has been cold here. So A little chilly. Yeah, so anytime that it's been warm, we just go and take the girls on a walk. And that's what we did for your birthday, or the day after, I guess. Yeah. Your birthday was cold. We went hiking. It was fun. 
Yes. All right. <laughs> so, enough of that. Enough of that. Let's get into <laughs> our <laughs> the podcast episode today. What are we going to be uh, talking about? We're going to be talking about Suharo National Park in Suharo. southern Arizona. Yep. So Suharo National Park is actually one of the most underrated national parks in the USA. Inside its boundaries are giant cacti, rugged mountains, and ancient petroglyphs. So on either side of Tucson, Arizona, there are two different sides of the same national park. So Suharo National Park is separated into two sections. The west East side. West. I was getting to it. The west side, which is known as the Tucson Mountain District, is known for its high concentration of cacti and easy hikes and the east side it which is called the mountain or the rincon mountain district is known for its backcountry trails and incredible scenic drive so which side of swaharo national park is better we're going to be helping you answer this very question on today's podcast all right before you go to sagaharo national park there are some things wait a minute back up what did you just say Is that not how you pronounce it? Well, you know this because we learned how to pronounce it right before we went to this park. Saguaro. Swahargo. Nope. You're still wrong. You added an extra G. Swaharo. You got it. See? What? How did we pronounce? How did I pronounce it before that? I don't even remember. Saguaro. No, I did not say it like that. No one (laughs) ever says it like that. That's not true. Sagaro. Cigaro? Maybe I said cigaro. Cigaro like cigar. Cigaro. But it's not. Anyway, it's all silent. Sorry, I interrupted you, but I just had to say that. All so right. What are so the things that you should know before you go to Suharo National Park? You should know that the east side of Suharo that is open to vehicles from 5 a.m. to sunset. And that's every day. On the other hand, the west side is open to vehicles from sunrise to sunset. <laughs> Sounds about the same. I don't know why I know, one side really is open dumb. at 5 a.m. and then the other side is sunrise like. I don't know. But so you can also bike and hike. Yeah. So if you don't want to, <laughs> if you want to come into the park when it's not open to vehicles. So if you want to come outside of that sunrise to sunset time, you can hike or bike into the park 24 hours a day. And both sides of Swaharo National Park are going to be closed on Thanksgiving Day and Christmas Day. So just note that if you're going to plan a trip around those times. And then there is a $25 entrance fee to enter both sides of the park. So yes, unless you have your America the Beautiful Pass, then you can get in for free. All right. Now, before we talk about the differences between each of the sides, let's give a brief overview. Yeah. So what is the difference between Suharo National Park East and West? They're only an hour apart from one another and they're part of the same national park. So how different can they really be? Well, it's the cacti. That's what makes the difference. Okay. I mean, sort of. Yes. So the east side, which is the Rincon Mountain District, it's the larger, less crowded side. It has more hiking trails, a paved scenic drive and the only camping opportunities in the park. And it's got a wider range of elevation. So you can so the wildlife and the weather will differ drastically from For the sure. west side. On the other hand, the west side, that's going to be smaller, but more popular with shorter, easier hiking trails. And it's also got a dirt scenic drive and the only petroglyphs in the park. That's pretty cool. This side also sits at a lower elevation and it contains a higher concentration of cacti. I love it. Yes. So um, those are the differences between the two so what are the similarities between Suharo National Park east and west so they both offer great hiking trails they have a visitor center on each side 
Um, there's a scenic driving loop that you can take and there are dog friendly and bike friendly paths on both sides. Okay, so now we're ready to compare the east versus west side of Swahara National Park. What are we going to be comparing? Quite a few things, yes. starting with the location and how to get to each of the sides, the size of the parks, all the hiking trails, not all the hiking trails, <laughs> the crowds, visitor centers, the concentration of cacti, it's such a fun word, scenic <laughs> drives, wildlife, what else? We're going to be talking about camping and backpacking, entrance fees, Biking, RVs, dogs, picnic areas, petroglyphs, and nearby accommodations. So that sounds like quite the list. <laughs> so we better get started. Yes. All right. The east side is going to be about half an hour drive from Tuscan, Arizona. It's well, we're talking about the location. You forgot to say what we're talking about. It was the first thing on the list. Yeah. So the location of each. Okay. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Start over. <laughs> All right. It's about a half an hour from Tuscan, Arizona. It's okay. It's Tucson. Why did you just say Tuscan? It's Tucson. Oh my God. People are going to think you actually don't know how to pronounce that. I, re- I don't. Oh, you really so don't. Okay. Don't. Well, that's embarrassing. But anyways, to get to the east side, get directions from the Rincon Mountain Visitor Center. Okay. Well, you didn't say that right. Not the Rincon. Rincon. The, okay. Rincon. What she meant was in order to get directions there you need to put into google maps or Waze or whatever the heck you use yeah. apple maps put in the rincon mountain visitor center that will get you the directions to the east side because if you don't it will take you to a weird spot if you just type in the east side what's and the I know, weird spot i don't somewhere in the middle of the park that doesn't i don't know okay <laughs> somewhere <laughs> that's weird. all i wanted to hear <laughs> okay. i don't know i'm gonna take care of the west side because i don't know what you just did with the west east side. side the west side is also a 30 minute drive from tucson but obviously on the west side of Tucson. Did you make a funny? <laughs> Why did you just say that? What? Weird. Okay. So to get there, you're going to get directions to the Red Hills Visitor Center. Make so. sure you put that in your Google Maps so you know where you're going. Erica, I feel like you're making fun of me. A little bit. So you can expect a one-hour drive to get from the east to the west side of Saguaro National Park. So just know that if you're planning on visiting both sides. All right. Next, <laughs> we are going to discuss the size. Mm-hmm. The east side is going to be a lot bigger than the west. Want to know why? Because it has about <laughs> 68,000 acres. That's huge. Oh, you rounded up. Yeah, I did. <laughs> it has an older Swaharo forest, higher elevations, oak woodland, and pine forests. The west side is much smaller at just over 25,000 acres. Um, this side has a higher Swaharo density, a younger Swaharo forest, and lower elevation. All right, so next up, we're going to be talking about the hiking trails. So, <laughs> Saharo National Park East has 128 miles of hiking trails. Um, some of our favorites are the Micah View Trail, which is a 1.4 mile out and back flat trail that features incredible desert views. Very pretty. Yes. And the Garwood Trail, which is 3.3 miles out and back, features a wash and lots of cacti. And then Bridal Wreath Falls. It is a 5.7 mile out and back featuring a rare desert waterfall there's a waterfall yeah we didn't get to desert we didn't get to see that but that was on our list um but we ran out of time so that's i would definitely recommend seeing that's a bummer yeah it is a longer trail so you don't you have to you have to really carve out the time for that um and then on that side on the east side there are two accessible trails um so if you're handicapped you can uh hike the desert ecology trail and the micah view trail all right, so on the west side, there are 43 miles of hiking trails. 
Uh, you can't miss the Valley View Overlook, which is an easy 0.8 mile out and back trail through a dense forest of cacti that ends with sweeping panoramic views of the desert. Ooh. Yes, that was one of our favorites. And then there's Signal Hill, which is a quick 0.3 mile walk to some petroglyphs. Um, the only petroglyphs in the park, I believe. And then Gold Mine Trail, which is a 2.4 mile loop that traverses through a wash. So, and then on this side, on the west side, there is one accessible trail, which is the Desert Discovery Trail. Aren't petroglyphs just kind of an ironic thing? Why are they ironic? Because it's... Why did I just say that so weird? Ironic? Was that a word? Ironic? Why are they so ironic? But it's ironic because it's people from the Stone Age, the cavemen that are going in there and carving out. I mean, it's art, but they're they're carving into these rocks. And nowadays, it's leave no trace. Don't touch anything. Don't take anything home. Right, they didn't have those ironic. Leave That's no trace did not exist back then in the Stone Age, as you would say. Right. So, anyway. <laughs> All right, the people, the aka crowds. the crowds. Okay, I was getting to it. The national park saw nine hundred eight thousand one hundred ninety four visitors in twenty twenty two. The park sees most of its visitors during its busy time of the year, which is November through March. So the east side is definitely the least crowded district. Um, it offers a more remote feel. Even though it's right outside of Tucson, you get that remote feel. Um, and then the west side sees more visitors and is usually more crowded than the east side. However, it's still a it's still one of the least visited national parks. So you're not going to experience an overwhelming amount of crowds like you do in, say, Zion or Great Smoky Mountains. Something that's way more traffic. Just, so. Yeah, a little bit more people there yeah so if you want the least amount of people you want to go to the east side all right next we're going to talk about um just briefly mention that there's a visitor center on both sides um so on the east side the visitor center is called rincon mountain there are restrooms here a bookstore an information station maps and a water fountain and then the west side visitor center is the red hills and there are restrooms a bookstore maps and a water fountain here all right, let's talk about the cacti. Let's do it. This is one of the the reasons that people come here to this park is to see all these cacti, right? Cacti. I love that word. It's so fun. Yeah. So the east side has a lower concentration of Swaharo cacti, but an older Swaharo forest. And then the west Old side. Old and grungy. Okay. Just kidding. It's beautiful. And then the west side has the higher Swaharo density and a younger Swaharo forest. So... I'd say if you're here, if you're coming to this park to see the cacti, I guess I would recommend going to the west side because you will get to see the higher density of those. Right. If that's there. what you're going for. But there was still a lot on the east side. There I was, was. But just not as much. I right? would say the east is more mountainy, but still a lot of cacti. But I agree. If you want just cacti, head on over to the west. Yes. All right. So next, um, we're going to talk about the scenic drives because they are quite different. The east side is called the Cactus Forest Loop. It's eight miles long and it's paved. So in our opinion, this is definitely the superior scenic drive between the two sides, wouldn't it's, you say? It's less bumpy. Well, yeah. So <laughs> it's more scenic to us and then it's paved, which is... It's nicer. The it The west side is not paved. You want to talk about that? Yeah, the west side, it's got a scenic drive. Bahada Loop. Bahada. Did I get that? You did. That's wow. a fun word. Bahada. Bahada. That is six miles long and dirt. 
Now, despite it being unpaved, the road is actually graded and suitable for most vehicles. Yeah, you don't need a four-wheel drive vehicle to venture onto this dirt road, but just know it takes longer to drive than on the other side because right. it's, yeah. So, but it's still graded and you don't need a high clearance vehicle. So yeah, Still good to go. Yes. All right. So next up is the wildlife. So there are similarities between the two like you're gonna see um, I mean they're they're not that far apart so there's gonna be a lot of the same wildlife right you're gonna see road runners possibly we didn't see any of these no. full disclosure I wanted to see some of these actually I didn't want to see some of these but I wanted I wanted to see for sure the road runner I did too Put I really wanted a brick to see. wall okay all right <laughs> All right, so on both sides, you have the potential to see roadrunners, horned lizards, kangaroo rats, and Gila monsters. Ew. Yes. So a Gila monster, if you guys don't know, is a species of venomous lizard that is only native to the southwestern U.S. and the northwestern Mexicans. I have a pretty gross out look on my Mexican state of Sonaro, apparently. I don't know what that means. Sonaro? It's in northwest Mexico and southwest U.S. But yeah kangaroo rat can we start there oh you want to go there okay i was more so on the Gila monster i mean they i'd rather see the monster than the rat no you wouldn't yes no rats are disgusting okay well this rat is it's kind of cute that's really i don't really think rats are cute but this kangaroo rat is kind of cute i'm looking at it right now i i'd rather not you don't want to see it nope well you you might see it if we go back to saharo so and we also didn't see the black bears or white-tailed deer that would have been really cool to see those you can only see on the east side because of the higher elevation right so yeah there there is a chance to see those we did not see those but yeah all right so for camping and backpacking Swaharo national park east has six backcountry campsites but there are no front country campgrounds and then on the west side there you there are no camping or backpacking opportunities you can't do anything well you can't camp Okay, anything and then camp is different. You can't. You just can't do anything on that side. Yeah, don't go there. It's useless. You can only... <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing a very good job in encouraging people to go. Go, go, go. All right. Okay, so the next thing we're going to talk about are the entrance fees. So on the east side, there is an entrance station right past the visitor center. Um, they're going to be collecting that $25 fee right at the ticket booth. Um on the west side, however, there is no entrance station, but you still are required to purchase and display a pass. Um, so the pass fee is $25. Um, I believe it lasts for seven days and it gets you into both sides for those seven days, right? So you don't need to go pay for your $25 fee on the west side and then go over to the east side and pay that again. Pay you just one, show yeah. your valid pass that you just paid for and then they'll let you in. But, or you can skip all of that. Yes. You can get your, you can bring your America the Beautiful Pass, which is what we do, because for $80 a year, you can get into all national park sites for free. So, booyah. Yes. All right. So, next is um, we're going to talk about biking in the park. So, both sides of the park are biker friendly. Um, On the east side, bicycles are permitted on the eight mile cactus forest loop, which is that main scenic drive. It is mostly paved. And then they're also allowed on the two and a half mile Cactus Forest Trail and the 2.8 mile Hope Camp Trail. That would be a lot of fun to do sometime. It would be. Where now, they... the west side is also biker friendly. You're allowed to go on the six mile Bahada Loop. That's so fun to say. 
and that's the main scenic drive. It's mostly dirt. Uh, there's the Belmont Multi-Use Trail and the Golden Gate Multi-Use Trail. Yes. So next we're going to talk about RVs. So this park, full disclosure, is not very RV friendly. Um, Got myself an RV. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Ignore Erica. Um, <laughs> the east side is not RV friendly friendly at all. There's no parking for RVs on the scenic drive or at the visitor center and trailers longer than 35 feet are not even permitted to drive on the scenic loop. So just note that if you have an don't RV. Don't bring it. Don't bring it. Uh, the west side, however, um, doesn't have any parking for RVs on the scenic drive, but there is some limited parking available at the visitor center. Um, but again, trailers longer than 35 feet are not allowed to drive on the scenic drive. Don't bring a 36 foot long one. <laughs> no, you will not be able to to do anything in the park with that kind of vehicle. Um, the road just doesn't, the road's not going to be able to handle it. So anyway, next. The park is super dog friendly. Yeah, we're going to talk about dogs. So if you're bringing your dog, what do they need to know, Erica? You need to take your dogs on the Micah View dirt road. Hold on, you didn't say which side. The east we're talking about the east side first. Don't worry. I'll take I'll take over. <laughs> I'm playing with Coco right now. So, it's ironic since we're talking about dogs. Yes. Coco is our dog. All right. So on the east side, you are allowed to take your dogs on the Mikey View Dirt Road, the Mikey View Hiking Trail, the Desert Ecology Hiking Trail, and the Cactus Forest Loop, which is the paved scenic road. Um, just on the roads. Yeah, she does. Um, just note that when you're walking your dog on that cactus forest loop, it's super dangerous due to the vehicle traffic. So my recommendation um, to keep your distance from the oncoming vehicles is take the north cactus forest trailhead to the Loma Verde trailhead. That section is safer. So, okay, on the west side, it's also dog friendly. Bajada loop. Yes, the dogs are allowed on the Bajada loop, which is that scenic dirt road. Um, they're also allowed on the Desert Discovery Hiking Trail and the Golden Gate Road between the Bajada Loop and Picture Rocks Road. This is clo- this part is closed to vehicles, so it's super great. It's a super great spot to take your dog. Just for dogs. No cars. Yes. <laughs> All right. Next up is picnic areas. The east side has two picnic areas. The Micah View picnic area and the Javelina Rocks. Both Javelina. Of th- yes. Both of these picnic areas are accessible by vehicle. Uh, what about the west side, Erica? The west side, they have five picnic areas. These are all fun to pronounce, so I can't wait to hear how you pronounce oh these. God. What five picnic areas do they have, Erica, <laughs> on the west side? Sus. That's, that's a sus name right there. Mm-hmm. Signal Hill. All right, folks, here we go. Es Kim Enzin. Don't ask me. I have no idea. I just wanted to see you pronounce this because I don't one know more. how to either. No, there's two more. Cambo, Cambo picnic area. Yeah, that sounds right. And those are all accessible by vehicle. Oh, gosh. And then there's one that is only accessible by trail. It's one mile up the King Canyon Trail. And what is that one called? Mamaga. <laughs> Mamaga picnic area. Okay. I nailed all of those. You did. You nailed it. Good job, Erica. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Petroglyphs. Petroglyphs is our next topic. Um, the east side, it's doesn't have any. So if they, you want to, they have the leave no trace. Erica, <laughs> both sides are leave no trace. I'm saying back then. Back then. Yes. Okay. So there are no petroglyphs on the east side, but there are some on the west side. Which trail has them, Erica? 
The Signal Hill Trail. Yes. There are dozens of 800-year-old petroglyphs. 800 years trail. old. Yeah. So that was super fun to see. Yeah, it was. I really enjoyed it. All yeah. right. Where to stay? So both sides of these parks are located 30 minutes from Tucson, just on opposite sides. So there are convenient hotels all in Tucson. All Tons over of Tucson. places to, to stay at, to mm-hmm. eat in, whatever. Tons of chain hotels. And I think there's like locals, local hotels too. There's all kinds of places to stay. But... Where we stayed, and I recommend, is Catalina State Park Campground. So it is, and I'm, I'm going to tell you why I'm so excited. <laughs> Just a second. Because, okay, so we, since you can't really camp in the park in Desuaro, we looked outside of the park and found this one. It is about 50 minutes from both sides of the park. But why we loved them so much was because there were hot showers there, you guys. Oh, that sounds so nice when you're camping for a week. It was so nice. I know. We... So we, let's see, we left on our trip on a Friday and we stayed at Catalina State Park Campground on a Tuesday and we hadn't had any showers in between those two times. For so, those of you that camp, you know how this feels. Yeah. When you camp for days, you're so dirty, you're so disgusting, mm-hmm. you're just, you're rank. We camped for several nights in a row at these campgrounds that had no showers, so we were just stinky. But we were looking forward to this campground the whole time because we knew that we would get a shower at this campground. Like at some point during this trip, I'm going to be mm-hmm. clean. It was so Gosh. nice. It, it was, was so nice. So if you're if you're going to stay near the park and you want to camp, this is where I'd go. It's so, oh my gosh, just thinking about it. Now, but, what did they uh, say to us at the visitor center yeah. when we arrived? There was a slight situation when we got there. Um, well, the first situation was somebody was in our campsite. You remember that? Mm. Um, I don't really know how that hap- how that happens, but... It was literally the car in front of us. They gave them our spot. Yeah, even though we were right behind them. And anyway... It was so, reserved. Yeah, so that was a whole, a whole deal. So we went through all of that. Um, they were trying to figure out where else to put us. And then they were about ready to send us on our way. And they're like... Oh, by the way, you could potentially get stuck here. Are you are you prepared to stay several days? Like with um, do you have all your medicine and food and, and excuse? And we were like, oh what? <laughs> They're like, well, there's a there's a massive storm rolling in, and um, our main park road floods because of how it's set up. It's it's like kind of down under the road dips. Yeah. Yep. Dips. And the road fills up with water and very no- quickly. Nobody can get through. And so they said that this recently happened. Yeah. And it, and it has happened in the past multiple times. So anytime it rains, they have to warn people. It doesn't sound like a, a rare occasion. No. And and they were very serious about it. And they said, you're not going to be able to get out if this road floods. So are you prepared to I'm stay? Like, we, we were just going to do an overnighter here, folk. Yeah. Like, I don't know what this lady's talking about. I'm I'm going to Joshua Tree tomorrow, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm just going to camp right here at the visitor center. Yeah, I'm like, can I just stay right here, actually, and camp in my car? Because I want to be able to leave. Right. So, yeah, we were like, I guess. I mean, what other option do we have, really? So we went camping, and we were, like, really nervous the whole time. But also thinking about the hot shower. Yeah. Oh, I think that's the main reason why we were like, yeah, yeah. We're, we're fine. We'll go through it. Like, because yeah, we wanted just to shower. shower shower and then we'll talk let me, yeah let me shower and then <laughs> i'm gonna whatever leave. to get there that's very true that's probably why we were so yeah. like oh like, yeah, I, yeah we're good yeah, that sounds fine I, I don't mind being stuck here for days when i'm supposed to be in joshua tree yeah that's fine so that was fun um we didn't get stuck thankfully yeah the road the, the road wasn't even wet i don't know what they're talking about there was no storm Apparently, it rained if it, if it even rains it could fill up very quickly yeah. but we were totally fine 
Yeah. So just know that if you're going to go camping there, um, if it rains, you could potentially be stuck there. They do have water at the ca- at each campsite, so that was helpful. Yes. But they were more so worried about if we had food and medication. Yeah, just make sure you, you have all your supplies just in case. For a, a week or for so. For a week or two or three or whatever, you know. <laughs> whatever it is. All right, so which side of Spoharo National Park is better? Honestly, we believe that both sides of the park are worth visiting if you have the time. But we understand that sometimes you don't have the time and you're going to have to decide. You're going to have to pick one side. So to help decide which side is better for you here is a rapid fire questionnaire to determine if you should visit Saharo National Park east or west am I answering in a rapid fire way well if you want to but I don't care what you do okay all right so if you want to see lots of cacti where are you going west whoa (laughs) but I'm not answering I'm not saying anything rapid fire so you just sound weird yeah that's true (laughs) okay what if they want to go backpacking I'd say east. Mm-hmm. That's the only option. Yes. Okay. <laughs> what if they have an RV? Got myself an RV. Head on over to west. What if they have a 36-inch trailer? 36? Mm-hmm. Ooh, they can't. Has to be, it can't be longer than 35. Either side? <laughs> Isn't that weird? <laughs> You're so dope. I was just testing you to see if you knew. Because anything more than 35 feet, you have to leave you can't. it. You have to leave outside the park. You can't do it. Can't get in the park. All right. What if they prefer driving on paved roads? They don't want to deal with dirt roads. Which Go on th- over to east. Mm-hmm. What if they want to hike shorter, easier trails? Other side, west. What if they want to get away from crowds? East. All right. There you have it, folks. Hope that helps you. <laughs> You're welcome. Yes. If you have any more um, questions for us, you can send them to, uh, to us at to the trails at gmail.com i will put that in the description um we're happy to answer any questions you have but i also do have a blog post on this very topic so inside of it is everything that we've discussed today and then some so you can refer to that when you go to plan your trip to Saharo. lots of information for you yes okay i think that sums up everything about Saharo national park so where can they find you <laughs> i'm on instagram eslinger86 And we are on YouTube at Addicted to Trails with the number two. And you can find me on Instagram at Alexis Abroad. And my travel blog is AlexisAbroad.com. And again, if you have any questions that you'd like us to answer on the show, hit us up. Hit us up. Addicted to the trails at gmail.com. That was much nicer. Okay. (laughs) We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. So until next time, see you guys on the trail. See ya.